Welcome to Hustle and Motivate, presented by JokerMag.com. On this podcast, I'll be sitting down with self-made hustlers in the world of sports, entertainment, and more. Listen in on our insightful conversations and learn lessons you can apply to your own life and business. All right, guys, I'm here with Jacoby Gillum, a walk-on Division I athlete at Oklahoma who built his own sports media platform called Nine Point Magazine. His goal is to change the culture and inspire athletes through the power of authenticity. His journey is a true underdog story, and I'm excited to learn about how it all went down. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here, man. Cool. So uh, walk me through a little bit about what you were like growing up. Were you always an athlete? Yeah, man. And that's, and that's kind of the sad part, you know, to kind of come down to my journey. You know, I was always defined as an athlete. So, like, all my, all the, all the, I was always the guy that was either the fastest or the strongest. So my identity was kind of locked into that. So I never kind of, I, so I never kind of ventured out of to be an artist, never to be a dancer, to be, you know, the smartest, because I was always so locked into being the Colby, the best athlete in, on the team or whatever it may be. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, so you were always like a one sport guy. Were you always just a football player, or? Um. So my passion was in football. I tried other things. I tried baseball. Like I was like in first grade. I was I was hit by the ball and I was like never again. I'm done with that <laughs> sport. Um. I soccer for me. I couldn't coordinate. I, I couldn't coordinate dribbling. So I was like, nah. And then I did track and field because it's kind of like you just run straight away. So it was like, all right. It kind of it kind of got me in shape for football season. So I was like, all right, football and track are my two go to. Yeah. So, what position were you in football? Um, I was an outside linebacker. So oh, wow. it was kind of weird because I'm I'm not that tall, but it was it was a thing where, you know, I was not the kind of horn. I was quick, you know, and I was stronger than the most. So kind of yeah. like, so kind of worked in my favor in a sense when I when I played. So it was like a strong, strong safety, slight outside linebacker type type deal when we played. Let's fast forward a little bit to high school. So. You know, you're in your senior year, football season's in full swing. You know, you, you said you were kind of having a breakout year, and then and then what happens? Yeah, man. So, so like, it's like most athletes, man, I wanted to go D1. That was, like, my big picture version of greatness type type of goal. I wanted to be that D1 athlete. I wanted to have, the, you know, the whole city know that, that Kobe signed on after National Letter 10th day to go D1. And my senior year, I was having a pretty good – I kind of finally kind of figured out how to really – you know, you know, kind of just keeping the game, whatever. And my senior year homecoming, um, it was like first quarter rival game, like rival game against Berkner High School, and the punt team. I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get our punt punt team off all year. I've been like, yo, coach, I don't want to do punt team, man. Like, I and I, I think I think it was like it was, it was like it, it was like my body knowing that this thing was gonna happen. So so punt team, our offense goes four and out. We put the ball. I'm running. First, the guy gets the ball. I miss the tackle. I'm like, dang! I get back. I get, I get back up. The ball, the ball, and out, now behind me. I'm running back to get, go, to get back to play. And got him out of nowhere. I see him coming from like my right side. He hits me. I try to brace for it. I was like, ah, okay, here it comes. I left my left foot out, and like my kind of like mid stride, he hits me. My left leg kind of stayed in the ground. My upper body kind of went left, while my leg stayed there and just. And I felt a pain, but I didn't really know what it was. Like, ah, okay. So I, I'm, I'm trying to run now, like on, on defense, and I can't really run. I can't really go. I'm like hobbling. And I get to the sideline. I'm like, coach, I can't go. I get to the sideline. I just collapse. I just fall to the ground. Like, and they get like, what's wrong? Like, my knee. And long story short, you know, I remember 
go in the training room and they're and do something and they're like you know and the, and the guy talking to them they're like probably ACL I heard those words and I remember, I remember the tears went out my eyes because I was like you, you never hear ACL stories back then you know this is like I graduated graduated high school in 2012 this is like 2011 when it happened and you ever hear ACL story you know in, in sports that that were that were good I was like all right this may be the end of all sports for me so. So how did you how did you kind of deal with that? You know, you were talking about your identity was an athlete. I I was lost, like completely honest. I remember we had our we had our dance that next day, and for the world, I was kind of showing this mask of you know I was all happy, I was all smiling, it'll be okay. And for the long for the most of the night, I pulled it off until we got to after the dance when we're 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 at, we're at after party, and I remember kind of it kind of hit me. Now I was sitting, I was sitting out outside in, um, in 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 the hot tub alone. It, I'm pretty sure it was like raining too that night, and I was out there alone, just sitting there. Like I was like, cause I was like crying because I was like, yo, this may be the end. Like like all your goals was wrapped around being going to college and being an athlete. Like I had, I had no plan B. I didn't like I didn't think about, I didn't even think about college until it wasn't for sports. You know, so for me it was like. Yo, man, who are you now? Like, people don't want to talk to you now because you're not an athlete. Who are you? So, wow. So, did you come up with like a backup plan? Um, honestly, I mean, I guess I'll like, I'll I'll just go to school and I'll just, I'll just, I'll just figure it out. But then, add people in my life. I think what's key about this, like, add people in my life that kind of knew I had this goal of going, of going D one and all like that, and and they kind of. Said, hey man, if you want to, do you want to do this? You can, you can still do it, you know. Yeah. So because like I had, I like, I, I like the smaller schools that interested me. I so I kind of entertained those a little bit, like NAI school D two, and I was like, you know, this, this, and, and my, and my mom told me she was like, hey, you can go to these schools and and you can go there for four years. What are you hurt again? Are you are you gonna be happy going to going to those schools and being there? And I was like, probably not. And my trainer. He was like, holy man, he was like, the only, the only way you're going to overcome this is if, you, if you're a praying man. And for me, I, I kind of kind of helped me kind of get back, get, get into my faith a little bit and kind of understanding that I'm not alone on this journey. So if I want to go, go to college and play a sport again, there are other options. So I decided, like, you know what, if all comes down to it, I'll walk on. So I was like, if I don't get anything, you know, from another smooth school, I'm going to walk on at Oklahoma or whatever school left me in. And OU was always my dream school. You know, I grew up in, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, but so I grew up watching Red River, Red River Rivalry. You know, I had friends that were UT yeah. fans, and I I don't I hated orange. You know, <laughs> orange, orange was not my color, so I was like, and you know, I grew up watching AP and all that, and I was like, you know, I want to go to Oklahoma. So yeah. So you walk on. So you do go to Oklahoma. So once you get there, what happens? I get so the journey to get there was kind of a shameful in itself. So like again. I kind of always banked on being getting like, getting a full ride. So like my grades were like I was I was I wasn't like I was, I was like a three point student, but like SAT ACT scores, man, I could not take a test in my life. Yeah. And so I so I got I got an OU like on like the last like list to get in. So I got that. I was like, hey, I was like so I guess we're doing this. So I, I emailed the coach. I was like, out email the coaches, and I was like, hey, man, I want to come out there and walk up, walk on, and and. For football, they were like, "Sorry, man, it's too late." Track and field was like, "Okay, we'll, we'll give you a shot." So, I get there. 
at a wake up call, I was like, yo, I could feel the not as just to understand the way that I thought it was in high school. It's a different culture, it's a different beast. You gotta eat healthy. And I was the type of guy that would eat hot cheetos before before <laughs> practice. So it wasn't it wasn't it was a wake up call for me. So long story short, man, we had I went through the whole walk on tryout process. I was at my at my my last kind of chance to kind of prove myself was at our at our first meet. It was January twenty third. And we had a we had, it was January twenty third was our meet day. We had practice like January twentieth doing block starts. So I'm so I kind of wasn't feeling the best body work. We we had we already had a hard week, you know, going into it and getting block starts. You know, we it's like maybe like the third one. The coach says set and the gun fired, and I remember taking off like two steps and feeling my hamstring just like pull to the max. Ugh. And I was like, oh man, not again. And I tried everything from kinesi tape to getting the therapist, the, the trainer to like rub me, to rub it out, trying to get them to tape it up. And I was thinking, you know, hoping that tape can can heal a hamstring, you know, we all. Yeah. <laughs> and and it came down to the meet day and like I could not go. And I was like, yeah. And, and like I knew if I would have ran out there, I would have tore it. Ugh. So I was like, yo, man, I can't run. And and, and the next day we had practice and he came back. He's like, hey, Toby, come here. And he was like, Hey man, they they coming out, but you're off the team. Oh, God. And and again, it was kind of back to that high school feeling of who am I without this sport? Because remind me, like mind you, like I'm a freshman now. I I went around campus, you know, kind of showing off all my OU gear, kind of showing that I was a student athlete. I had friends back home. I was like, Kobe, Kobe's on the team. You know, I I remember our next meet was at Arkansas, and I I had a friend that was that was at Arkansas. But yeah, I'm gonna see them on my birthday. I'm gonna you know be great. And I was like, I'm back to square one. I'm off the team, and this is the first time I was told I was I was I was I was, I was, gonna, I was gonna be an athlete. So again, that was almost another ego shock to me. And I was like, damn, maybe maybe this not meant to be for me. Yeah, and you're not even like you're you're a freshman in college. Like you're away from your family. You don't have that support system that you had in high school, and you're going through that all again. So how how did you get your mind right and get yourself back on track? Oh man, I remember like when it happened. I went home to my my, my dorm room and I called my mom crying, and like 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 I'm not a crier and I'm not feeling it at all. And like I remember I was, I was, I was telling her I was like, yeah, I was like I'm off the team, and she was like she's like it'll be okay and type do like that. But in my mind I was like no, because it's, it's like for me it wasn't just being off the team. It was like embarrassing to, to know that you were like cut. You know, it's like the let the world know the whole the whole team's gonna know that Kobe was on the team. Yeah, and I was like I was like ah, and for me I kind of started. I went I, I to a lot of Eric Thomas, like when I was going to walk, walk, walk on track, you know, because it was like hard day, you know, and he like Eric Thomas was like, yeah. you want us to see the bad, you want to breathe. And I was like, all right, I want, I want us to see. And I was like, y'all hype, whatever, like that. And I started to more of that. And I kind of realized, you know, like deep down, like, I was like, Kobe, man, like you, you have never quit anything in your life. You, have, you, you never, you, you've never like just given up on anything. So I emailed the coach. Like a few weeks later, and I, was, I, was, I think it was like the next semester. I kind of got, I, 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 like, I kind of rehab back, whatever. I kind of re- I, I was like, yo, I emailed him. I was like, hey man, I was like, I want to get another shot. Like I never not made it, made my team before. I, I, I never like given up on anything like that. And I think I've learned enough to know what I can do better to see this, this thing. And ultimately, I didn't, I didn't go back that next, then that that spring, but I came back the next fall. And I came back the next fall. We had a new coach, and I was like, I was kind of, it was almost like, you know, first day of school again. I kind of, he, he, he didn't know who I was. It was more like yeah. you show up and show who you are now. 
And that summer, I trained my my old my old coach, and I kind of went through this whole mentality of like, all right, if we're gonna do this, let's do this the right way. Because mm. before you kind of just you kind of just you can, before before you just you, you, you just want the label to be an athlete. Now you really want to be an athlete. Yeah. Wow. So you say before you would you say that you really didn't didn't appreciate it as much as you did after the injury? Yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. I I really didn't value it. I I kind of like it's almost like when you get something and you kind of you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone. And, and I knew this time it was actually gone for me. It was like it wasn't like because it was called athletics, so it wasn't just I can just walk back in and be like, hey, I'm I'm Jacoby and I was a walk on. So I was like, this, no, this this guy has no care who I am right now. He knows he knows regardless of whatever it may be, I'm paying to be here. Yeah. So he was like, all right, you're off the team, whatever, go home, you know. Yeah. So did that underdog mindset, do you think it helped you helped you make that team and, you know, achieve your goals of being a D1 athlete? Oh, man, that, that helped me so much in life. Like, I think sometimes you kind of you, you kind of got to hit rock bottom to kind of know know where you go, like where, like where you're going. And and I think I use, I, I use this now when it comes to nine point to kind of how – the kind of the why behind it because I don't I don't want other athletes to kind of feel that same pain or at least if they do feel the pain at least they don't they don't have a blueprint on how to overcome the type of pain you know so for sure so let, yeah let's get into nine point now so when did you come up with the idea was it back in college no man it kind of it kind of is a funny journey with that so I kind of I kind of got lucky with it. Um, so, so while I was running there, my, my second season in Oklahoma, um, we, we had, we had two Olympians that were, that were there training with us. And one of them I got really close with, um, Ian Warner, and he kind of, kind of came, kind of came like a, like a mentor to me in a sense. And he was talking about, talking about business and like that. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll pretty dope. And I, like, I, I kind of started dabbling in just different things. Like my goal was always to have, have, a, have a marketing agency. I was, I was a marketing major in college. I was like, ah, yeah, like that. So fast forward to my senior year, he had just moved to Arizona. I had, I had just left track and field because I, I wanted to do an internship on, on campus that was more kind of aligned with what I wanted to do. And outside of sports, and, and Ian, Ian started a company that was that was helping athletes with injuries. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be a CMO of it and, and, and be a co-founder? I was like, yeah, dope, man, why not? I'm fresh out of college. That's nothing else to really no plan so uh, i moved out to arizona and and while we were doing this we kind of, kind of said hey let's let's find a way to make make money while, while we kind of do this whole this whole um you know app startup type deal so we started doing some, some marketing some marketing stuff for different clients all ages and we called it nine point because we because re- they because like, like the people that we started with we all ran track and field and we all we were all sprinters so in a hundred meter dash, the goal is to run nine point something, right? So so it's like the version of nine point is like almost the best you can get, whatever it may be. And so I did that for about a year. The I kind of realized, all right, I want to help athletes on a bigger scale because there's more than just injuries out there when it comes to athletes and what they're dealing with. And for being in college, I realized there were so many other athletes that had stories that weren't being told because they weren't. The star quarterback. They weren't, you know, the, they they were in track and field. They were softball. They were they were people. The, the media didn't care. So I was like, why can't we tell these stories in a real authentic way? 
they're kind of thinking about different things. I'm like, why not just make Nine Point this this media platform to kind of help share the underdog stories, the stories yeah. that aren't being told, and how to help them help give athletes a voice to, to kind of own their voice and empower them to do it. So, with the name Nine Point and you know the whole message behind it, you like to say achieve your version of greatness. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, so a future version of greatness, like we all we all want to like like we all, like we all want to be great, right? We all want to be great in our own right. So for me, like as an athlete, my version of greatness would just go D one. Like I didn't think about going pro because like nah, I, that just wasn't like I, I knew that wasn't really like like my reality in a sense when it comes to track and field or whatever it may be. But so achieving version of greatness is just like what do you want to be great? Like what's great to you? Because for somebody, maybe 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 you aren't the best athlete. Your, your goal is just to make varsity in high school. Maybe maybe you are that great, or you want to have the mentality to be great. You want to you want to be you know, you want to be a, a top, a top, top five draft pick, whatever your version of greatness may be, align your goal to kind of go seek that. Because sometimes, sometimes we get so caught up in these other athletes that are kind of in our, in our view that we kind of, they want to achieve their goals when they don't really match ours. They were achieving something that's not us. So like we tend to compare ourselves to, you know, the stories that we see. So this, exactly. so with nine point, you know, you give, more relatable stories is that your goal yeah so i so i kind of i kind of look at it as you know the way i the way i describe it is so we all we we, we all we, we all love lebron right lebron is like we call it we call lebron the, the goat of our era or whatever yeah. it be right and 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 we and we say like everyone's like i'll be like lebron but but what about james jones james jones was on the same team as lebron has the same, the same number of rings. And when we think about James Jones, he retired, he had all this money, had to ID. So why can't we hear James Jones' story and, and get inspired by how he got to where he is? And because more kids can be the James Jones than they can be LeBron James. You, you can't just be 6'8 and, you know, 280 and all that other stuff like that. If we, if we you know, it, that sounds great, but it's not all our reality. But you can be James Jones, you can be what, I think he was like, maybe like 6'3. Good, good shooter like that. So it's kind of like I want to help athletes just hear stories that they can use to overcome whatever they can maybe. So say you you just had ACL surgery, you can hear my story. You know, say say you just got cut from a team, you can hear somebody else's story. Say you want to learn how to how to survive. You know, your your first exam. Like I met this one girl who um her name is Catherine Shy. She she started a thing called LutraFit. And what she does, she helps female wrestlers learn about, you know, the sport. Because it's such, it's such like a smaller niche and it's not really out there. So she's kind of made her own kind of platform and helping these women wrestlers not learn about, you know, how to dress, how to eat, how to nutrition, all like that. And it's like, it's what's all about kind of helping take our knowledge and what we've learned through our experience and kind of help give back to the people that are want to be where we are. Definitely. So why does representing the underdog mean so much to you? Why is that so important? Because I was that kid, man. Like I was I was that kid who 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 had this big dream and and didn't really know how to get there. Like I was I was that kid that had all this ambition but just thought about I had a little more guidance on just how to use it. I wonder like what what would have been. I, not, and and, and, I, and it's not a feeling of regret. It's just a feeling of you know, I know I'm able to do much more than I'm doing right now. 
Yeah, and I just want and I, and I want to help these other other athletes that are younger, or maybe they're like right now they're a pro athlete and they, and they know they're able to do much more, and and no one's hearing them, no one's when no one's giving them giving them a voice to to share their story, no one's giving them a voice, there, no one's giving them the the the, the tools, the knowledge to just to go one level up, you know. And I think it just I just want to just create an ecosystem that's just for athletes to just know that. You're not alone. You know, the world puts on puts, puts on the pedestal to kind of know that and say that athletes can't be vulnerable, athletes can't be athletes are invincible. But at the end of the day, we're all human. Yeah. And I want to make nine point a place where athletes know they can be human with other athletes and to know that's not alone, whether you're going through anxiety, whether you're going through depression, whether you're going through the good times, the bad times, that yeah, you have people that are around you from whether you're in Texas, whether you're in California, whether you're in Europe. Know someone's gonna be like, yeah, cheer you on to know that you got support. That's so cool because, you know, you were the, you you probably felt alone at that point, you know, when you were cut, going through the injury and dealing with all that stuff, and now you're creating that platform that you kind of wish you had. Exactly. Yeah, man. Like I, I don't know. Like, like, like when I when I got the idea, it kind of hit me. I was like, yo, this is this is this is, this is like your purpose, man. Like. Like every experience that you went through, through the being under-recruited, the getting cut, the ACL, the anxiety, depression, the, to, to, to not taking your walk-on trial for, for, for football when, when we had a chance to, it kind of reminded me that all these experiences kind of led me to have the background to build something like this. You know, I, I, kind, of, I, kind, of, I kind of like learned that, you know, what you go through isn't, 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 not, isn't not for not a reason, you know, it's you're going through it for a purpose. And it just sometimes it kind of takes you getting hit it, hit a few more times to realize, ah, this is why I'm doing this. So now that, you, now that you've built this platform, going forward, how do you plan to grow, you know, grow your brand and spread that message? It just, for me, it's just going to be being authentic and, and, and then just empowering athletes, man. It's just like, just letting these athletes know that, that this is something that you can control what it becomes. You know, like it's almost, it's almost like when you, it's almost like, it's almost, it's almost like building a, co- a company culture. You know, you can, you can say this, this is what we do, but if you, but if, if people aren't buying into it, it just, it just words. So, I thought, so my goal now is just to kind of get more athletes just to understand that, that you have the power to tell your story. You don't, you, you don't need these other media media outlet to write about you. Right about yourself, you know. So, 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 like, so, like, I have athletes that are, that are now kind of like writing, like writing articles. You know, so some are in college, some are, are coaches, some are pro, uh, and, and kind of just writing and telling their own story. So now, if someone wants to know, like, who is, for example, Jory Davis, they'll know that Jory Davis is a is a ball player overseas in in, in Valencia, Spain, who has a passion to want to help athletes. You know, so now people actually kind of own, they're kind of owning their industry now and kind of owning their stories. That's what it's about. Yeah. So you're kind of like the Players' Tribune of like real athletes. Yeah, in a sense, you know, because like we, we, all, we all love the pro athletes. We, we all love the, the high tier guys, but there, there are other ways to achieve your version of greatness instead of being, you know, the, the elite of the elite. You know, you you can be the the, the the bench warmer. You can be like imagine being being a, a guy at Duke right now, and and you're playing with all these high end guys, and you're like, man, this is gonna be awesome to tell my kids one day. 
that that's the experience on itself. You that's know, it's not about it's not about being the guy. It's just about being a part of the team sometimes. I love that message, dude. And I think I think you're really gonna help a lot of people and keep spreading that message going forward. So if you had to pick going into this this whole journey, what's one thing you wish you knew when you were just starting out? I would say something I live by is you can't judge your chapter two by someone else, there's someone else that's on chapter 10. That's a good one. So I think for me, like I kind of, I, I kind of consider myself a entrepreneur, you know, that wants to be an entrepreneur one day. I'm, I've been going through the ups and downs. I've been going through the, you know, the, the learning process. And I think anyone listening that, that wants to be an entrepreneur, just kind of like to know mm. that you don't have to just have all the answers day one. But just but be an avid learner to know and be and, and find mentors that can teach you the things that that are aligned with what you want to achieve. So like for a long another short story is like I found a mentor out here in South Arizona. Like and I was on I found his IG for a little bit and I I found an email and I was like hey I was like hey Matt man like I want I want to do what you're doing but for athletes and he was like hey Jacoby man yeah um we can get, we can get dinner one day yeah just come on out come on out. And ever since that day, it was, I've been able to learn from him and kind of see how he moves through his business practices. And so I think for anyone listening, though, just know that have your end vision in, in mind, but just kind of work the way to it. You know, kind of building days, but, but dreaming years. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Uh, cool, cool. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. So before, before you, I know you pretty much just touched on this, but before we wrap it up, What's one piece of advice you'd give to people who, you know, might be struggling to overcome adversity or, you know, are having a hard time pursuing their dreams? I would, I would say just, just keep faith and, and just to know that whatever you're going through, once, once you overcome it, it'll be all be worth it. You know, because I've been going through right now, just like trying to just this growth of, for me, it's been just kind of growing as a person outside of business. And, I, and I'm realizing now, just you know, going through to just each level of growth is for a reason. Because without, 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 you can't have success without growth. So just kind of embrace the harsh right now and kind of, kind of look, kind of, kind of take a step back and kind of just realize, all right, what lesson am I, am I being taught right now? What, what's kind of, what's kind of the purpose of this harsh right now? It's going to teach me to be more patient, teach me to be more, more diligent in my time. Like, what's this teaching me to, to, to overcome? And just and just attack it, and just like don't don't let outside noise hinder you, and just keep going, just have faith. Everything has a purpose. Definitely, everything has a purpose. You know, like how I found you. You know, I had um I became friends with with um with, with Jai on Instagram, whatever, like about a few months ago. Man, I then I saw him post, you know, his. His um episode with him, like, oh, this sounds like something I want to do. Like, I want to be a part of this this, 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 this whole movement that he's doing right here. So I was like, let me reach out. So, yeah, yeah everything's for a reason. Yeah, I'm glad you reached out, dude. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on the yeah, show. I appreciate bro. you, man. I appreciate you, man. Like, I think, like, you trying to help me share under, under, underdog stories is needed too, because Austin's right now, it's like you see all the, you see all the big stuff, but you only see the small that's kind of building in the process. So I love, I love, I love, I love what you're doing. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Hustle and Motivate, presented by JokerMag.com, the number one destination for ambitious young hustlers seeking a fresh perspective.